when my hope fades and my dreams die and I find one so I ask and why I just keep on trusting and hang on to my feet because God is just He never makes mistakes should the storms come and trials I must face when I find no solution I rest in God's grace when life seems unfair and more than I can take I look up to the father He never makes mistakes. God sees our struggles and every bend in the road. But no mistake is ever made because he weighs every load. Welcome to another episode of the Sermon Series on Spotlight on the Word. My name is Gideon Nana Amon. And I'm glad to have you with me here once again today. Even as we go through the Bible to learn and admonish ourselves. Now today I'm going to be speaking to you on the team. Are you a joke? Are you a joke? Now as human beings at certain points in times of our life if a friend or a relative or an individual questions us or asks us if we are being serious or we are being jokes. This question alone makes us sit back sometimes to think about why a friend or an individual will come to the point of asking us if we are being serious or we are being jokes with our lives or things that we are doing. Now today I'd want to ask us the same question. Are we being jokes of Christians? Am I being a joke of a Christian? Are you being a joke of a Christian? Now I'm asking this question because If we are going to go through the Bible and look at the several accounts of individuals who have lived from time past to today, if we compare their lives to our lives today, the things that they they went through and the things that they did for God. And if you are going to compare these things to our lives or the category of human beings who are living on earth today, if we look at the things that we are doing and how we live and take certain things that happens to us in our lives that it makes me wonder are we being jokes are we making christianity a joke are we also going to be worthy of the kingdom that christ has promised or the place christ has promised to go and prepare for us are we all going to be judged by the same standard as some of the people who lived in time past and did things that pleased God. Now, when we open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, most Christians refer to this particular book in the Bible or this particular chapter in Hebrews in the Bible as the Hall of Faith. Now, this is what the first two verses makes us understand from the Bible. Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things who for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it, for by it the ancients obtained a good testimony. And so the Bible makes us understand that for by faith the people of time past, the ancients obtained a good testimony. Now can you and I today say to ourselves that because of faith we've obtained a good testimony? Because of the things that we've done in our lives through faith, we are also going to obtain a good testimony before our Father. 
Today, I would want us to consider three individuals from the Bible. We are going to look at how they lived their lives on earth and how they managed to control certain situations that they faced in life. And then we are going to compare them to how we tend to also handle certain things that happens to us in our life. Now, the first person I would want us to look at today is Job. The man, Job. Now, Job, when we go to the Bible, gives us a summary of his life and how he managed to deal with things. Now, Job was a man who had everything. He had everything in life. He had a good family. He had riches. He was wealthy. He, he had friends. He had properties. He had everything a man could ask for in this life. He asked everything that you and I pray and go on our knees to have in the near future of our lives. You had virtually everything. But do you know one interesting thing? Now, in the space of one day, Job received four messages in the space of just a day. Now, in the space of that day, he received messages that he had lost ten of his children. He had lost his sheep. He had lost his cattle. And he had lost almost everything that he owned. Now, what did Job do upon hearing this news? Job tore his clothes and went on his knees and prayed to God and praised God. He thanked God for everything that had happened to him. Although in the lifetime of Job, when all this happened, he had friends who were by him encouraging him to, 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 to leave the side of God, to curse God and abandon God. What did Job do? Job never, he never doubted God. He always held on to the faith that he had in God. Although he had flaws during certain points where he tried to, to ask God why those things were happening to him. But Job never lost focus. But what do we see today in our lives? When our ships just take a tumble, when they shake just a little bit, where you and I, we don't even have anything compared to what Job had. We don't have the perfect family. We are not even being faithful to God as Job was faithful to God. We don't even have uh, the riches as compared to what Job had. But the little that you and I have today, if something should happen to us, then we begin to curse God. We begin to even question the mere, the very existence of God who has been with us from the beginning. Have we been jokes of Christian? Are we being jokes? Fine. Although Job then was not a Christian, but he was a very faithful man to God. He was someone whom God was willing to place, excuse me to say, a bet on. God knew that he could trust Job so to the extent that when the devil even visited him to ask for permission to go and test Job, God could hit his chest and say, my servant Job would be faithful. Would you and I be able to do the same thing today if such things are going to happen to us? Are we going to be able to stand this test of time? Are we, are we going to be able to hold on to our faith when, when, when our faith is shaking a little bit? When the material things that we have here on earth, when we start losing a little bit of them, are we going to be able to handle them and hold on to the faith that we have in God? You and I know the answer deep down within ourselves. 
And so today I'm asking ourselves, are we being jokes? Are we being jokes of Christians? Are we making Christianity a joke? This is a question I would want us to ponder over. Now the next person I would want us to look at is the King David. The King David. Now who was David? David was an individual who was living an innocent life. He was living a life where he was comfortable. He was a shepherd boy. At least if he had nothing, he was okay with the life that he had. Now there came a point in the time of the life of David that the king then to the Israelites so had a need. He had spirits troubling him. And so it so happened that David was a very good player of this harp. And so he was recommended by a fellow who then brought David to the king's soul. Now David came to audition before the king and he did so very well by playing the harp that he went to the extent of pleasing the king soul. And so King Saul made David his armor bearer. Fast forward to a certain point in time of his life, the Israelites were being oppressed by the Philistines. And it came to pass that God, through the courage that he had given David, was able to stand against a particular Philistine soldier whom we all know, Goliath, and he defeated him. Now upon defeating this soldier of the Philistines, what happened to David? The king saw began harboring this idea that David wants to take his kingdom away from him. David would want to take his kingdom away from him one day. And so he began to persecute David. He began to hate on David. He began to even try to take the very life of David. Now David, who was once living an innocent, carefree life by being a shepherd boy, has now become or became a fugitive. And he was running away from the very town that he had saved. To the extent that the, the king Saul tried as much as possible by any means to have him killed. Now David moved from living in his home to living in, in, in caves in the mountains. Now there came certain points in the times of David that he had the king Saul in his hand where he could have killed him. But what did David do? David, for, for, he, he let go of all these opportunities to kill the king saw just because he knew the king was anointed he knew that whatever he was going to do against the king was something that was contrary to god and so david decided not to do anything against god now what would you and i do if we're in the shoes of david then when we are sitting in our peaceful corner and and god or we get this opportunity to do something for people and in the end People tend to turn against us. What do we sometimes even think? We think of doing the worst of things against these individuals. Now David, remember, was seated or living a life where he had no problem. He was comfortable with his life. The Bible never mentioned anything of him being so poor to the extent that he couldn't eat. Now, when this opportunity came for David to grab, when he grabbed the opportunity to even become someone who was known and problems started coming his way. David managed to handle everything very well that came to across his life. Even to the point that when he had the opportunity to do something that would make him free 
something that would liberate him from being um, a, a person who was living in the, in the caves, running away from people. David decided to do what was good. And so when you compare the life of David and the things that happened to him, if you compare them to our lives today here on earth, can we tell ourselves that we'll do the same thing? Are we going to be faithful like David was? What do we see today in our lives? When someone should offend us, when we know deep down even within us that we've done nothing or even have nothing against such people, we always try as much as possible as human beings, as Christians, to try and retaliate in a very harsh way, in a way that we are going to get to them so that they leave us and make us have our peace of mind. But as Christians, are we supposed to do that? Can we compare what we do to what David did in time past? When God should come and is going to compare or is going to use the same standard to judge what people of time past did, if their standards are going to be the marking scheme, are you and I going to qualify? Are we being jokes of Christians? Are you being a joke? Am I being a joke? Because sometimes I sit down and I marvel and I ask myself, hey, so these people of time past, the work that they did for God, the thing that they managed to do for God, if God should come and demand such a standard from us, are we going to even qualify to enter the kingdom of the, the, the place that God has prepared for, for those he's going to save in the time to come? Are we even worthy people to even call ourselves children of God? This brings me to the last person that I would be discussing today. And this person is no other than the man, Paul. Now, we have this adage in Ghana where in Akan language you say, Paul Ambantem wasn't Edikanfo. And what we mean by that is just saying that the, the person who came later came to do more than those who had even come earlier on. And this is what Paul's life in summary would tell us. Now, who was Paul or who was Saul as he was earlier known? Saul was an apostle of the Gentiles. He was a vicious propagator of, um, 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 of against Christianity. He, 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 he had dedicated his life to, to persecute Christians. He had dedicated his life to persecute anyone who had decided to go or do things as Christ had commanded us to do. Now, there came a point in the life of Saul then where he encountered God and God opened his eyes. And so, Paul, Saul came to an understanding of Christianity. And so, his name was changed from Saul to Paul. Now, the New Testament is filled with most of the things that he did. He did several great things for the Lord. From the missionary works that he did to the, to the um, becoming so faithful that he had to sometimes write letters to certain churches in certain parts of the world to explain certain things to them. And so if you are going to talk about the works that Paul did in the Bible, I can use the whole day to talk about what he did. Now, if we are going to compare what Paul did for the Lord, even after all the things that he had done against God, when he came to the understanding of the, the light or when he came to the view of the light in Christianity, the amount of work that Paul decided to do for God, if God should use Paul the work that he did or should God use the standards of Paul and the works that he did for him to judge you and I today 
<laughs> Sometimes I say that I tell myself, hey, if I'm going to be compared to four, then I'm a joke of a person. Are you a joke of a person? It's sometimes we should become serious with this Christianity that we find ourselves in. We should become very serious with this God that we are serving. We should take matters into our own hands. We should grasp every opportunity to do and work very hard for the Lord. Here comes the case that even today, the most basic thing we can even do for God, that is going around and preaching to those who are in the world. Grasping every opportunity we get to use our lives to tell people that it is indeed true that Christianity is the best thing that can happen to man. And so every man should turn from all the things that they are doing and come to God. Even becomes difficult for you and I. We always find excuses to 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 when when the work of God comes up. And today I'm not feeling well. Today I I I I, I have a busy schedule and two students. Today I I didn't sleep early and so I couldn't uh, join us for for worship. And today I did this and always finding excuses when the work of God comes up. But if you are going to go to the Bible and look at the things that Paul dedicated his whole life to doing for God. And if we are all going to be judged by this same standard, then I'll ask you again, are you being a joke? Am I being a joke? Are we making Christianity a joke? Let us ponder over all these things that I've said today. Let us put them into consideration. Let us try as much as possible to turn or change our ways. Let us value this Christianity that we find ourselves in. Let us be willing to work hard and go the extra mile to do things for God. And trust you me, we will then start to feel very good about ourselves as Christians. We will not sit down and question ourselves sometimes that, hey, if God should come today, would I go to heaven? Should, should this happen? Would I do this? Let us be willing to sacrifice a lot for God because He sees everything that we do. He knows all that we can do for Him. And so He's going to hold us accountable to our potentials. Let us work extremely hard for God. And in the end, He would never shame us. Thank you once again for joining us. And I hope that today we've all learned or come to the understanding of certain things from the Bible. And what God expects from us. Let us live lives that are going to be worthy for us to, to get salvation for us. So we are glad to always have you with us here. And if you need any other explanation to anything pertaining to life and salvation in Christianity, we'd always be willing to assist you. Contact us on our various social media platforms at Spotlight on the Word and be willing to help you. Thank you for joining us once again. And do have a great day. May the peace of God continue to be with us now and forevermore. Amen.